Now for a show by a brother and sister who are polar opposites, but who both found a calling running solo businesses. This is the Unfederated Podcast. Okay, so I screwed up. Screwed up the audio for myself for the show um, and compounded it at some point halfway through the show. Uh, Adjusting the settings. I'm sorry. Um, I, I hate, hate, hate when I do this, um, I've done it once before and, uh, it drives me crazy. I actually couldn't even listen to the first, uh, episode that I did this cause I just, it made me feel so sad. So forgive me. Um, it's really good content. I hope you'll listen. Forgive my audio. Um, I'm making precautions, I'm taking precautions to uh, make sure that this doesn't happen again. But, um, uh, felt like the show had a really good vibe to it. So I didn't want to just scrap it. So, uh, anyways, uh, onto the show. Hey Rob. Hey Sarah. How's it going? Fine. I feel good. Siri. We did Siri. It finally happened. <laughs> She's back. She, Bless her heart. I felt like her voice sounded like my voice. I had a real moment there for a second. Like if she's talking, who am I? <laughs> You've been replaced. Uh, um, I wish I were as knowledgeable as Siri. Um, well. <laughs> but yet more responsive. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple tweaks I'd make, I guess. <laughs> like having how's, a body. How's it going over there? Uh, pretty good. It was really miserable when I got home. So ask me what I was doing uh, this time last week. <laughs> hey, Sarah, what were you doing this time last <laughs> week? Siri's going to answer again if you keep yeah, saying it. <laughs> we don't care what you're doing, Siri. We know. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I had just, we had, we were on our third day of sailing and we sailed to a, an island called No Name Key, um, where we took, dropped anchor, took a dinghy to the island and, um, swam with wild pigs. But then it started raining and one bit me because, um, like, I was trying to feed it out of my hand. So I can't really blame the pig on that. Um, anyways, and then it started raining really hard, like a huge torrential pour down. And the only uh, the only like covering on the whole island was this like shelter that, for the pigs where their trough was. Um, so we were all like huddled under there with all the pigs <laughs> for a solid hour while it just poured rain all around us. I have so many questions. Um, one, so yeah, earlier this year, right? Yeah. You and your husband got your sailing license. So you, you're now licensed sailor. <laughs> yeah. That's the way you said it. I don't know. <laughs> that part wasn't covered. <laughs> Um, there's no, like for driver's license, there's like the graduated license system where, you know, you, but no, they just like throw you the keys. Like as soon as you pass the test, much like, um, our, our father did to me when I got my driver's license and you're out on your own, like with the wild pigs and the whatnot. Yeah. There, there was nothing like it's it's just crazy that they just give you um this really expensive boat it was like a 40 foot catamaran <laughs> doesn't turn on a dime and <laughs> they i mean they gave you a walk through but the walk through was like these are the bathrooms <laughs> 
<laughs> just in case yeah, like, you struggled to figure that out on your own. Cool. And we, it was our first time renting a boat. So now I have this big, long list of things I'll ask, like, are there tools on board and things? Uh, yeah. But yeah. at the time, it was just like, be cool, Sarah. You, you act like you know what things are. <laughs> I thought you've been there yeah. before. <laughs> so, yeah, it was um, it was fascinating experience and uh, the trust of strangers and what I assume is the strength of the insurance policies that surround these boats. Yeah, so that was question number two, is if you have to have a specific insurance policy for this sort of scenario. I mean, um, not that I know of. Probably ought to have something. Like, do they sell drowning insurance? I, I'm less concerned with you so much <laughs> as the boat owner. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they have, like, a whole bunch of insurance, right? I mean, uh, you know, not just that. Here's what I did learn. If slash when <laughs> you run a rented sailboat, uh, you know, like you run it aground <laughs> in a shipwreck scenario, um, you just call uh, the local boat hauling company and they just uh, they like tugboat you off the, the shallows and put you back into the water for like eight hundred dollars. So this is like tow trucks. Yeah, for boats. totally. Interesting. It's just like, yeah. you know, you get on the radio and you you just like holler for them. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's not that big of a deal, it turns out, hypothetically. So question number three, while you were uh, island hopping in the Bahamas, uh, did you stop at the Fire Festival Island? <laughs> I didn't know that was in the Bahamas until this very moment. Because <laughs> that's a huge disappointment. I think this trip was probably a failure on most regards. There, there was a moment where we ran out of drinking water. Um, and then uh, the outboard motor on our dinghy died and it was kind of like sinking, you know, it was losing air. So, and there were five of us in it and, um, we were all trying to paddle like against the waves and it, we were like, this is like the fire festival version of sailing. <laughs> and so, yeah, similar. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, Maybe next time you'll be able to make this trip cool and go to the fire festival <laughs> island. But in the meantime, be, you're just going to have to suffer through yeah. your uh, pig bite stories. Yeah, it'll be top of my list next time. And I'll just save all of the snorkeling and shark feeding for another day. Yeah, I, I want to get the insider take. I, I want um, live tweeting from interviews <laughs> of those that were boots on the ground. Yeah, I can see how it wouldn't work out. I mean, one thing in the Bahamas you learned, we learned towards the end was like, everyone's in on it. Like they're really very familiar with tourism. This is, I think has like wider implications. So <laughs> you would stop someone and they'd all be very friendly. All the locals like, Hey, welcome, have a good day. But like if you called a cab and they were on the way and four cabs stopped before the one that you called, each of them would say, Oh yes. Oh yes. He is on his way. <laughs> they all do. Yeah, and you're like, oh, they all know what each other are doing, but they don't. They were just lying. Like that persisted throughout the whole trip. People would just lie and be like, yes, yes, you're you're definitely your room is almost ready. And you're like, you didn't talk to anybody, did you? So That's just, so funny. They're passing you around and like all covering for each other. Um, about four different people told us that our cab driver was delayed because of the weather, which like 
it's not a boat, you know, it's, it's a car. So why? <laughs> so I don't know. I liked the, the sense of like camaraderie and that they all completely covered for each other the whole time. But you can't, I could see how the fire festival guy got screwed maybe because he's like, ah, yes, the water is taken care of. I was assured. <laughs> so when, the one customer service rep from Spark Capital One, Linda, when she gets fired, she's got a huge future, it sounds like to me. She might currently be a Bahamian customer service representative. That's actually the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably how she survives her life. Yeah. She's just sitting there like 10 margaritas deep at a bar called Snappa's, <laughs> taking calls on a headset. So are there a lot of co-working spaces in the Bahamas? I mean, in a way, everywhere is a co-working space. <laughs> so yes, and definitely not. <laughs> yeah, that was my feeble attempt at transitioning our topic. It was so good. It was just effortless. Yeah. So, like, you know, what I felt like here, this is my attempt, what I felt like um, while sailing is a young because all the other sailors are a lot older, uh, typically, um, a lot of retirees. And I started to think, am I a retiree? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> what separates me yeah. from the blue hairs? Yes. I mean, that was seriously consideration. Like we're doing the same things. I haven't worked this week. They haven't worked this week. I didn't make money this week, you know, like there's this fine, tenuous line at any given time where you're like, am I just unemployed? <laughs> so so this week we're going to do a test on whether you were a retiree or <laughs> did you use the word fixed income at any point in time on the trip. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't think I yeah. yeah, I said passive, passive income. Right, right. You know, mailbox money. Um yeah, that's interesting. That's uh, yeah, cuz I can imagine most people um with the old jobby jobs are not uh <laughs> taking 10 days off to go uh, you know, gallivant around the Bahamas on a rented boat. Yeah. They're not. Um, there's not a lot of folks doing it. Although we did um, get a line stuck in our propeller and we were got some help from some guys that turned out to be another uh, lawyer and the CEO for the company that he worked for. So there are some like people doing stuff, you know, um, and we paid $140 for the whole time and had Wi-Fi the whole time. So that's boss. How like from the boat? Yeah, like, from the boat. Wifi? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was great, you know. And we kept all of us from having to use our data plans, and so it was a really good deal for five people. Um. So yeah, like you could work really well. I just kind of, I had a lot of stuff that I was able to kick until next week because things had been really slow for the week or two before uh, vacation. Yeah. So we leave to go on a trip, a family vacation ourselves um, in the near future. And uh, I, I was not, I didn't actively prepare for Y2K. Um, okay. But I, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. But, but the month that we go to the beach, we hoard some data. <laughs> 
So like we are on like uh, prepper levels of of save the data until uh, the crappy beach Wi-Fi. So the fact that you were on a boat and had good Wi-Fi, yeah, is super impressive. Yeah, it was it was solid Wi Wi-Fi connection situation, very much worth the money. So I was able to like get all the emails in real time. I just then read them and put my phone down and like adjusted the sales and, you know, um, you know, like, like turned with that giant boat wheel. <laughs> so yeah. Like snooze message to next week. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was, um, it was cool. So, and, and I sent a couple of emails like, Hey, I just got this. Like, <laughs> I don't have the seamless connection I'm anticipating. Can I get back to you next week? <laughs> Despite everything I just said. <laughs> my hand was just bitten by a wild pig. Yeah. I can't type so well on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> it hurt. <laughs> it's your dull teeth. Funny. Dull dull teeth, but with a strong jaw. Um, yeah, so it, it worked out really well, but then I really had to hit the ground running Monday, which was good because it really helped me absolve myself of my fear that I had accidentally become a retired person. That makes sense. Um, so I've been going through a season of, um, of freak out similar, like highs and lows business kind of whatever. Um, I had a particular client that was like a VC firm and um, had multiple clients from them, you know, like companies they had invested in were um, were clients of mine. And some external factors kicked in and uh, ended up kind of, uh, they all, all of the companies ended up needing to take a break from my service uh, for, for reasons that are completely outside of my control. And I like they had kind of creeped into like what once was like one client and then another and then another. And like, they'd become this like a uh, big part of my business, you know? And so then they all kind of um, left around the, you know, within two months of each other. And all of a sudden I'm like kind of in panic mode, you know, cause it's, it's a, a significant percentage of my book of business that would need to be replaced all at once. Um, and I don't have to deal with that very often. Like, you know, most of my deals are six, 12 month kind of, I'm pretty intentional about trying to stagger those. So, um, I'm never needing to replace more than one client at a time, you know, and, um, all that kind of stuff. And all of a sudden I found myself in this situation where I was a little panicky because, um, I had the spreadsheet and, I put in the spreadsheet, like all, everything that's under contract. So like, I, you know, I have a good feel for what the rest of my year looks like today. And I created a little chart at the bottom of the spreadsheet that charts, you know, uh, projected revenue month over month. And what looked like a really great Q1, like suddenly didn't look so great uh, as we move in the year. And so like, that's panicky for me, recognizing that most freelancers don't have the luxury I have of being able to kind of project out. So I'm clearly not cut out to do the other or don't have the tolerance for it. But so I went from like um, two weeks of like, oh my gosh, you know, um, I need to do all the things, you know, like what, like marketing, whatever, who's that, you know, that one guy that was a terrible lead that I talked to six months ago, maybe he's, maybe I should call him back up, you know? 
the emotional roller coaster to, you know, um, my wife, of course, is over there being like, well, haven't you talked to like three really great leads lately? Yeah, yeah, but like they're just taking forever to close. Like, there's not enough time. We have to do this. And, and like, sure enough, like, you know, two weeks later, like, there's traction for all of those. I'm starting to feel a little overwhelmed again um, so, so quickly. Uh, and so, anyways, the, the, the panicky season of that um, has been quite challenging. Yeah. New, uh, um, I, I relate. I had a real slow Q1, um, atypically so. And uh, February last year was um, like a banner month for me. So the fact that it was slow, it, 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 which is complicated by the fact that I have a situation where one of my biggest clients is not in a position to pay me. <laughs> so, um, you know, like slow, it, it was it definitely felt slower, even though I was working a lot for that reason. Um, and yeah, it, it freaks you out. It's really hard to, cause it's, it's just out of your control, right? Like, I mean, it, to a certain extent, like you put stuff out there in the universe and it does eventually result in work, but it, it's not a like linear cause and effect and you can't just like plant it and then like watch and be sure it'll grow. Um, and I think I like, I had, I had to start thinking of a lot of farming analogies because, you know, it's important for me to remember that even when I'm not like doing the billable work, the harvesting component, like all of the planting and tending to existing clients, um, planting new leads, all of that is equally as important because it's easy for me to forget that that's part of it and then just kind of be like, I'm accomplishing nothing even though I was so busy all day. <laughs> um, like I get, um, I get a lot of clients who call and, or they email and they they have a question about like what I did for them two years ago or something. And that takes a ton of effort to um, remember. And then I can't build them for that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, I, I think for, gosh, you reminded me something I was going to say a second ago. Um, it, yeah. I, I've, this season for me has led me to think that, I think I have this utopian vision that um, that I'm going to get like you know the six or eight clients that I need to to be happy, and I'm going to service them all really well, and I'm never going to have to go to another sales meeting ever again. <laughs> and and like for all intents and purposes, like even these clients that needed to pause what they're doing for a period of time, like we're already talking about when they're going to reengage, so it's not like they're gone, you know. But but they're not. I mean, you know. But between now and then is revenue that I was pretty sure things were going to renew. You know, and and all of a sudden didn't. And so it, it's making me realize how important that 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 is the the sowing of the seeds, the you know tilling of the soil, whatever uh, farm analogies you want to go for. Um, that how I just really always need to be doing that. You know, I, I think I live in this fear that like all of a sudden everyone's going to say yes. And then like, then what do I do? You know? So, um, cause you know, I, I'm, uh, have limited capacity as a one person business. Um, and so far that's never happened, you know? 
Um, the opposite has happened a few times where, where folks bail, you know, for, for valid reasons or whatever. But, um, but yeah, I just, you know, I think this utopian vision I have and, and often strive for is, uh, was deconstructed a lot over the last, you know, month, month and a half. I, um, I had the similar situation cause I just had such a huge influx last year of new clients with like 60 or something for, <laughs> Um, and, uh, and that's so many, <laughs> I'm just like, how, um, that I was just like, it'll always be this way, but of course things ebb and flow. And, um, you know, it, 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 it's been good to get back to the, you know, the mindset of the beginning a little bit and be like, all right, well, okay, I'll write a blog post <laughs> and, you know, I'll um, make sure and that people can find the website and do all of that kind of stuff that I had not tended to at all in the last bit, um, which needed to be done, uh, frankly. And, and I had, you know, slacked off on my networking um, in Q1 as well. So it's always good to see that um, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, a good reminder. Yeah. Yeah, I always struggle. I um, had a situation last week where someone referred me um, to someone that was not a good lead for me for, for kind of a multitude of reasons. But I I didn't want to like I wanted to honor that, you know, like I, I never want to like poo poo on people that are out there like suggesting me because you never know. Um, one of the clients I have now, one of the, one of, the, um, one of my favorite clients was one that um like someone was asking for a referral. I think y you referred me. The the person asking never, I never got into contact with, but like someone else saw the thread and, and reached out and became a client and a great client. And we've worked together for almost two years now, you know? And so like that activity is valuable and you want people out there doing that. Um, so, but it's, it's one of these situations where this is a really busy week because we're trying to cram everything in before we go. Uh, out of town and so spending an afternoon going and and you know entertaining this recognizing on the front end it's probably not a good lead confirming that very quickly in the meeting and figuring out a way to like still provide some sort of value to that situation and but that doesn't include me <laughs> long term um it you know it was just a whole afternoon that i didn't want to spend doing that you know but uh, i left that thinking like cause you know like uh, these are the things I need to like figure out a way to get out of my schedule, you know, so I, but you know, that's, um, that's silly. There are things I've got to figure out a way to make time for. Um, so. Yeah, you're right. That's, that's the stuff that I had gotten a little bit, um, desensitized to as well. And I, I try to, um, you know, an improv comedy, the yes and like, rule uh, you, each person like builds on the thing that the other person said they don't like contradict it it's like okay that and so I try to keep that uh, mentality when people refer instead of just saying like a hard no or I don't do that like okay well <laughs> I see what you're looking for and I can help you find it <laughs> um, but it's one of those things that when you have a billion clients coming through, you have the luxury of kind of half doing. And then when you don't, you realize like all of those people matter and they, they bounce back eventually. Um, so just, it, it's good. I, I don't think I got like 
too uppity by having so many clients come in. And it wasn't as drastic as a, of a difference as I'm probably making it sound. But um, you know how in your head you just you just like, oh my gosh, it finally ended. The gig is up. <laughs> like, they all know and have gone away. <laughs> like all, you know, 80 people who I've worked with in the last year and a half have decided they hate me at once. They've unionized yeah. and are now leaving. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I think you know, thought would happen, but it's good nonetheless to remember the more scrappy mentality of starting out and kind of like recalibrate to that. Yeah. I've always joked that the, the smallest distance, I think I wrote a post to this regard not, not long ago, but the, the smallest measurement of distance in the world is the, the amount of, of space between not enough and too much. If, if you're a freelancer, you know, like, I mean, one day and all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, you know, like that, I hope all of this doesn't land at the same time. Um, but it's been it's been an interesting season for me. I've learned a part of this process is that I've been having the opportunity to work on some bigger opportunity, you know, some bigger clients, bigger opportunities. And um, with that usually become comes multiple players. You know, like it's uh, it's not just me. I'm, I'm like working with a team of other freelancers. Somebody's handling PR. Someone's handling, you know, whatever. Like all these different elements, and we're all kind of coming together in this like Hollywood studios kind of way to work on this one client for this one season of life, and then we'll disband. You know, and um, but with that, like everything takes a lot longer. You know, and um like while i've been waiting for you know i think i've got probably three of those pending right now and it's been over you know probably close to two months for most of them that the discussions have been going on and we've been planning and putting you know budgets together and all that kind of stuff that um you know i had i had someone reach out last week they were just like hey uh do you do this i was like yep and they're like okay cool um can you start (laughs) i'm like Yep. Do you do you want a phone call to talk or anything? Nope. Hate the phone. Okay. <laughs> I love it. You were like, it you're my like, people. <laughs> yeah. It was like a twelve hour, like, you know, from first meeting to like signed contract. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. Uh this is this is this works, you know. But it's it's a certain level. And I've got uh some of these bigger opportunities just look different. And um it's been good for me to recognize that that's the case. You know, it's been good for me to recognize that these things aren't going to just like all, like when I start talking about them, like I, I just need to temper my expectations because they're, they're weeks, if not months away, you know? So um, it's not like they're going to all of a sudden need capacity tomorrow. I don't think I'd even realized that that is what I was experiencing until you just described it. But I think that, that is a big part of the the slower turnaround. Because I had the same thing happen. A dude reached out through the website contact form like yesterday, uh, emailed him, and he filled out the, like, you know, the tone of his email was like, can you do this thing? And I was like, yeah, if you fill out this engagement letter. <laughs> and he did. And he's like, here. <laughs> like, didn't You know, what half of the people I bring in who are individuals want to like meet in person in an office and stuff like that before they decide whether or not to retain me. So somebody like that is great. (laughs) Um, But yeah, those are not my um, target client. And that's been a big part of me shifting gears this year is focusing on bigger ones and bigger ones move slow. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I'm uh, the secondary lesson I'm learning in that same conversation is they require a lot more nurturing on the front end and to like get started. And so I've got to be mindful of that. Like I'm putting some investment in that right now and I'm not getting paid for it, you know? So like when those, like when it comes time for me to price my, my work for that client, I need to factor that in, you know, where the lady that just like reaches out through the contact form is like, Hey, can you start? Yes. Okay. Go. <laughs> um, takes like nothing. And, and this has been like weeks of like, uh, meetings, about an hour away, 45 minutes away and, and like all kinds of stuff has gone into just building this opportunity, which will be awesome. It'll be like launching a brand new brand that I'm super excited about, like kind of a, a unique opportunity, but, um, but not without significant investment on my end. And, and, you know, I guess to some degree, there's no guarantee that they're mine until we've got, you know, they'll become a client until we've got signed stuff. So I'm, I'm showing out some pretty significant investment too to not know that that's the case, you know? That's true. That's, um, it's greater risk, greater reward situation for sure. When you're doing all of this effort on the front end and I have clients that do that all the time, um, big clients. Uh, so I'll have clients that are like us, um, and then they'll be coordinating with a large potential person to partner with and they pay me a lot of money to review the NDA at the beginning and then work out the vendor contract agreement. So not only are they putting a lot of time into the development of what might not pan out, but they're also paying um, legal fees to, to get it off the ground. So there's just a lot more investment required. Yeah, it's tough. And, and like the loss of that, right? Like assuming some percentage of those are not going to pan out or, or, you know, in your case, they're making that investment on the front end. But in our case, um, assuming that I'm going to put a lot into those and not, and some will be lost, you know, close lost makes me realize I need to more so account for some percentage of that or some factor of that in my pricing just to, you know, cover my basis. And, and then, I, then I'm like happy to go show up with the photo shoot that really has like nothing to do with me, you know, my scope of work other than just being supportive and meeting people and supporting the client and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, but it's an afternoon and it's a drive and it's a, all the other things, you know? Yeah. It's, it's important to, when you, when you're flush to not, um, start to look down on those type of activities because they, they correlate, uh, with your, your income. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard. I mean, the good thing is like, we've talked about kind of that progression of the freelancer, like taking all the paid work you can get until you get to a point where you can be choosy and, and like being able to be at a place where I have the work to cover mine, you know, to pay the mortgage. Right. And, and so like then above and beyond that, all of a sudden I can be way more generous with stuff like this, which affords me an opportunity, not, you know, freelancers in a certain stage in their business may not have, um, but it also makes me really grateful that I'm in a place where I can say, okay, well, the bases are covered. You know, I'm freaking out because I had a huge Q1 and Q2 might not be as huge, but like, like I'm not risking, you know, anything significant at this moment. And that that's when you'd probably really uh, have to talk me off the ledge. Yeah, that's fair. I will keep that in mind for when that happens. <laughs> uh-huh. I'll, uh, I'll have a, like a bat light or something. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I, I'll have a red phone sitting next to me. <laughs> um, all right. Well, 
I think um, now I'm in a better place and you're in a better place. Next time we should probably talk about this when we're really losing our minds to give the full experience. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's, there's some panic. Um, I like to worry. So it worked out just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Both self-aware and self-deprecating. I appreciate that statement. <laughs> cool. Well, good chatting. All right. Good chatting with you. Have a good week. Yes, you too. Glad you survived the pick bite. <laughs> well, that remains to be seen. <laughs> you can find show notes from this episode at unfederated.studio. And if this podcast has helped you in your journey, say thanks by rating and reviewing the show in Apple Podcasts.